I'm Amy, sex educator, sex and relationship coach, and sex shop owner. And I'm April, VP of an international high-end pleasure products company and boss queen sex toy mogul. We're best friends who make our own rules about who we are as sexual beings. With everything from how to be a badass in the bedroom to top tips for bringing your relationship to the next level, we have something just for you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Hello, everyone. Hey, folks. I forgot the well. Well. Well, hello, everyone. That's better. Feels so uh, complete now. Here we are recording from April's new penthouse suite in Aptos, California. <laughs> My social security number is. <laughs> yeah. uh, you can all find her address is 555-555-555. Yes, it's, new, it's a new building and... It's, it's really echoey, so we can't record. We have to record in the bedroom. We're in the bedroom. And for Santa Cruz, everyone, if you don't know about Santa Cruz, Aptos is south of Santa Cruz and also part of Santa Cruz County. Uh, and Santa Cruz doesn't usually have places like this. You're, no. This looks like a beautiful uh, penthouse in New York, although if this place was in New York, it'd be like eight times the price of what you're paying, oh, I'm yeah. sure. And we have an ocean view You can from still the see front. the ocean. You can see the ocean, and there's hawks, and... Ooh, yeah, there's nature. There's, there's redwoods back there's there. There's going to be restaurants and bars right now. It's in development. But nope. I'm, I'm enjoying myself here. It's been a solid month now. It's wonderful, and we have our lovely uh, Paige here. We use Paige's name now. Paige, can we use her name? <laughs> Thanks. She told us. Paige isn't on a mic, but Paige is here. She um, is part of what you see when you see our, our online presence on Instagram and all kinds of things. If and you're we, not following our Instagram. We invited her to record, but she said she doesn't like her voice. We'll get her on here soon. Don't worry. Yes. Um, no pressure, Paige. Oh, wait. That well, was so good. Sorry. I interrupted you. To t- t- I'm sorry. Go ahead. Tell it's our listeners. It's because I had a few mimosas. Tell our listeners where to find her. Instagram. Amy 1's interrupting Amy 2. <laughs> <laughs> Someone said that. The Amy's the constantly Amy. interrupt each other. Um, yeah. So, okay. So, this is Amy 1 speaking. And uh, <laughs> if you're not following our Instagram, please go to Shameless Sex Podcast Instagram on Instagram. And you can follow us and find us. You might see one that says Shameless X Podcast. That's our backup in case we get shadow banned again so far we are all good right now but we actually we're having a contest coming up we yeah i tell was just it, gonna say tell listeners show. thank you amy too <laughs> i'm amy one you're oh, amy damn two. It. uh we are doing a 30-day challenge folks and this is another type of healthy challenge this is one for your self-pleasure what does that mean you might be asking yourself i'll tell you that means you <laughs> use your hands or your feet whatever you prefer your right? body. Your, your own body. body. Use yeah. your own body. So this means no toys, which I'm really actually going to struggle with, I know. Yeah. Uh, and obviously no, no other no people. Porn. And no other porn. So every day, this is once a day for 30 days, for a minimum of 10 minutes, yep. maximum of however long it takes you, uh, set the alarm if you need to on your phone, uh, use self-pleasure. So you touch your genitals and... Um, See what you discover. 
See what and happens. And this will be in May because May is masturbation May. So we're calling this uh, self-pleasure challenge, a 30-day self-pleasure challenge in masturbation May. So this is coming out in April. So just we're giving you a little heads up. There'll be prizes. We have a grand prize that is totaled at around $1,000. Yes. It has a vulva mapping session with Dolly who will be on the genital next Genital mapping week's actually. Genital mapping. It could be for any genitals. Yes. If you're in the LA area. Otherwise she does online somatica sessions and it's the part of the grand prize includes one of those sessions She's going to be on our podcast next week. Is next week's episode? Oh, cool! If you're listening to this on time, it's the vulva mapping episode, and there's other prizes. There's OMG, a yes, Uberlube, a duo from Hot Octopus, and this so. is for some self discovery. Learn about yourself and what you actually can figure out in 30 days. I have never actually masturbated for 30 days. Me either. And we would have probably called it a masturbation challenge. However, we didn't want to get shadow banned on Instagram again. Well, and masturbation, I believe, if you Google it, and the original. The original definition is not a positive one. It's to soil yourself with your own hand, right? Like because oh. masturbation was a bad thing and good old Kellogg, you know, like the cornflake folks, but they were uh, regulating some things around sexuality back in the day. They were very anti-sexuality. So, and April, you know that uh, I think it is the Victorian era that yeah, um, so select young Penis owners, they thought ma- they thought mas- they didn't, but their you know the doctors and their peers, their parents thought that masturbation was so bad that they actually s- sewed in their foreskin or the head of their penis. They actually were they sewed uh, like a wire in there so that every time they got aroused, it would hurt. Oh my! And it God. actually prevented them from masturbating. But like it, you had a wire that was like constricting around the head of your penis because masturbation was so bad for you. So. Part of this what about hysteria where oh, they would yeah. cleanse hysteria by by masturbating you? Yeah, yeah, by basically so, yes. but by pleasuring you. And that's how the vibrator She's was hysterical. Developed, right? Because they were it was male doctors or just doctors John, I think most of them were male at that time, using their hands, women who were deemed frigid and they were going crazy at home because they weren't having great sex, they weren't having orgasms, and they were stuck at home, you know, Victorian era corset wearing housewives, miserable, hello. And so then they would go in, have someone wank them with their fingers, and then all of a sudden they were happy again, and then they developed the vibrator because the vibrator made it a lot easier than using the hands. I think speed was really common too back in the 50s because... Uh, You're talking about, oh, yeah. The 50s, that it was completely legal, and so housewives i'm just saying this because it was in the 50s and that was very common this heterosexual leave it to beaver shit yeah. and they would have speed vacuum and then fuck their husbands like and then take a, and like take the speed a, to like a quaalude at night or yeah, something to like come down <laughs> off of it and it was all kind of the, normalized and Did you read the book valley of the dolls yes yeah oh my god like all about that lifestyle totally to- i think that's where i probably i stem this from i w- wanted to say one other thing about the 30-day challenge is that my whole my my strategy because i have to i have to form one is to use omgs because mm. oh, i yeah. think that i honestly can tell you from a wholehearted vulnerable uh, open hearted all the hearts s- all the things that i don't know how to pleasure myself with just my hands mm. uh, for 30 days i've always typically use a toy or my bear or humping things, right? So I'm <laughs> very intrigued and I think OMGS will help me. So, uh, you know, I've watched almost all the videos and there's how many, 62? 62 videos and so 11 modules. I'm going to learn some new tactics. Yeah, we're, and I, part of the reason why we created the challenge or we are creating is 
for our own selfish reasons, for you and I to both learn to actually have something that forces us to self-pleasure every day and to practice more with our hands. And OMGS, it's all about, it's, it's season one is out right now. It's all about external vulva pleasure. And it shows you those videos that April's talking about. It's all online, very tastefully done of real human bodies, female identified folks showing you how they have the pleasure that they have, the way that they touch themselves, very tastefully done. They're not touching themselves to the point of orgasm. And it's for folks who want to learn, say you're already having great orgasms, you want to add more things to the menu and you had no idea that your body liked, you know, touching on the upper left-hand quadrant, which is totally uh, something that they do in orgasm meditation, but well, or tapping or I, swirls. Upper left-hand quadrant for, and I hate to bring it back to me, but I have a scar, which I talked to uh. Uh, Dolly about on that podcast. So it actually kind of hurts for me to do that. So I want to explore... And she what was, will happen and she if had I do some advice. That. Yeah, everyone listened to that episode because she had some advice specifically about areas of, of your body that are numbed out or have scar that tissue. Trauma, yes. Mm-hmm. So but OMGS, is, OMGS is definitely a, a game changer for folks. And also if you have a hard time having orgasms too, it's just, it gives you all these ideas and we're visual people, right? Reading a book is challenging for us to understand. Porn is very unrealistic. So Go look up omgs.com backslash shameless and you get $5 off of season one. You only buy it one time and you get unlimited access and season two is coming out soon. And this is a great time to sign up for it. So if you don't really know what to do for 30 days of this challenge, now you have all the ideas. I got to tell you a quick story just to bring it back about me real quick and then I'm done talking about myself because then we have a sex question. It's way more interesting, but this might be... I love hearing I think it's a great story for folks to hear because last night... Tell me stories. I was... Or no, this morning. Sorry, it was this morning. I was banging it out <laughs> with my partner. And I was banging it out. Banging it out. And I was using my but Can hand. you have slow sex when you're banging it out? Like, it wasn't fast. We weren't like fast. It wasn't fast. Like if you were going really slow, would you be banging it out? We would be... Oh... Booming it out. <laughs> Booming. No, I, okay. we weren't, Sorry, we weren't going that fast. Okay. No. And this is a quick story. I, I was, I decided to, uh, you know, touch my clitoris as, because we were doing it doggy style, as they say. We're doing it. We're doing it. <laughs> and we were having the things doggy style. So I was using my hand on the clitoris and I didn't feel anything. Like in just numbness. It was nothing. just nothing. And I was like, was what's this going on here? Was this, this early thing? morning like you just woke up? Sex? Yes. Okay. My When I wake up, my pussy is actually this happened yesterday. I had to use my Uber Lube on it because it was not activating no matter what. I was like, yeah. oh my God, this is like a, this a horror. You're like, is this thing on? It's I know this sleep. thing is not on. And I, I, but I wanted to engage. Like I wanted to, because I, I don't know when I feel a hard cock, I was like, Ooh, that feels I want nice. That. I want that. And I was like, definitely not my mouth. Cause my mouth is like, <laughs> and I, I was like, okay, let's, let's warm up. So we were warming up, but just nothing was on. So I used some Uber lube, which was helpful. And then no, no nothing happened. So is that because of the morning? Well, I think everyone's different. Some people love morning sex, but I mean, when we talk about the vulva, it takes what four times as long to get blood flow than the cock. The cock often often wakes up with erections. The vulva yeah. is like still sleeping. I know that for mine, the first thing when I wake up, um, having sex right in the right in the bed, like right first thing we wake up, really doesn't do much for me. Because it takes me so long to even feel any part of my body, like my, like you're saying, my my pussy's still asleep, and it, and then so what we what my partner and I did yesterday, similar thing, but we got up, we still you know had breakfast and meditated, and then had sex, but my pussy was still not what it would have been at four in the afternoon, 
and it just takes me a long time. So what the kind of sex that we had was no goals, really, really slow, and just just staying present for all the sensations. Um, I don't think either of us had orgasms, but it was still was really connected and pleasurable. Yes, I didn't have an orgasm. I didn't end up, and neither did my partner either, because we were both like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. He's like, I don't know either. <laughs> but that felt good. I'm like, it felt great. Yeah, you don't need to there know. Was no, there, was, there was no need. I just wanted to share the whole kind of the experience that sometimes just nothing happens. Something Sometimes you are engaging in something and it feels good. Mm-hmm. It just might not activate all of the, the, the nerves that normally I feel like go off when I'm touching myself yeah and even i don't even know if a vi- i was thinking about that afterwards and i wonder if a vibrator would have helped me or if it would have just because I, I don't even know if 20 or 30 or 40 minutes would have even helped it was just nothing i thought about that too yesterday and then my partner and i just kind of committed to having non-goal ori- oriented slower did you talk about it sex. or did you just kind of go that direction without talking about it it just started going that direction and we were just ta- we were talking through it. we'd be quiet and then we, then we would just speak to what was present right he he was just like i'm I'm just I'm, I'm I'm noticing that I'm not trying to 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 go towards orgasm. I'm just noticing every sensation when I feel your pussy clench this way. I feel a lot of energy, and I was speaking like I actually on a scale. I was actually saying this while he's inside of me. I say was saying on a scale of one to ten. If ten's a lot of sensation and one is not a lot, I'm at like a three. Now I'm at a five, and we were just going with that. And so we didn't actually commit to it. It just we just did that, mm. and and just stayed with that, and then. At some point, it was time for him to go. So <laughs> it was time for like, sex to end. Ding! And there was it was not ending because of orgasm. Right. It wasn't a grand finale. It was just like it's time for sex to end. So sex is over now. And it was really great. And he messaged. He ca- called me at, last night and was just talking about how um, insightful and uh, helpful that was to have that experience of just staying present for the sensation and not uh, working towards goals. Yeah. I think yeah. also could be hormonal sometimes when things don't yeah. ignite. Totally. Or if you have a lot on your mind, it's yeah. hard to drop into I presence. had an angry day anyway yesterday. I don't angry spice? Oh, yeah. I was a total cunty McBeagleson, <laughs> as, as we like to call him sometimes. <laughs> Just angry. But I'm better now. That's cute. <laughs> You're adorable with your anger. I love you. Um, okay, so. Did, I don't know if we actually talked about this on a podcast yet. We haven't. Um, so everyone, uh, if you've seen our photo of us, our banner of us topless, <laughs> our iTunes I'm very surprised logo. in my photo. I'm like, oh, I'm topless? Yeah. Oh, I forgot. I, have to I forgot top on. I was topless. There's a banner uh, <laughs> of us covering our boobs. But uh, we actually had these photos taken at uh, by the owner of Boo Boutique in Salt Lake City where we just taught an awesome workshop. That was a sold out workshop of over 50 people. And we love it. We'll He's be back to teach. Talented photographer. Amazing photographer. She does all the photography for their actual all their, stores yeah. and mm-hmm. their beautiful photos. And yep. Blue Blue Boutique in general, they've been around, I think, for 30 years. Yep. They in have Salt Lake City. Four stores in Salt Lake City. They also have online presence as well. And they are offering a discount to our listeners. Uh, 20% off of their online store only, not in-store. So you can't go in-store and use it. But if you go to blueboutique.com, you use coupon code SHAMELESS20. That's in all caps, but the 20 is in two zero. So SHAMELESS in all caps and two zero. 
you get 20% off on their website. Go and check them out. Support them. Buy some things. And that's just for our Shameless Sex listeners. They don't do that for any nope. other folks out there. No other podcasters get that discount. So check it out. We love to support our Utah I don't know. I think there are Utah fans slash Utah's homies. Fun. I like Utah. You guys I ready for love Utah sex question? Yeah. All right. I don't even know what it's gonna be a surprise. Sex question. Okay. From listener in the UK, anonymous. I've literally just come across your shameless sex podcast. You guys are awesome. So nice to hear people that are so open and honest with everything, and you inspire a lot of people too. How can I improve my sexual feelings towards my partner? I only ask because me and my partner met five years ago and it was purely sex. Then we got more feelings for each other. And five and a half years later, we are together and have our own house and everything. We've both put on weight, which I think affects sexual life because one, I don't feel sexy or confident. And two, he was ripped when I first met him. I do like the muscle type men or a manly man if you get me. So to have a beer belly, I just can't feel that attraction, and I feel really bad. I haven't cheated or anything, but whenever he does try to get close to me, I come on, or come on to me, I just cringe. I really can't help it. Is there something wrong with me? I feel so mean. Well, I have to say something to this anonymous listener who wrote in. I have been there. Totally been there with my ex-husband. I wouldn't even get on top. When we were together, I was so body I shamed my body so much because I had put on a bunch of weight I wasn't working out I didn't feel good about myself I was working a lot and I not only would it, would I not want to get on top I half the time wouldn't feel sexual because I didn't feel comfortable in my own body so it was hard for me to even like to even think about being sexy I never felt sexy the only time I felt sexy is when I would drink a lot and then I'd be like oh come on like look at me now and the only thing I could suggest to this person from my, obviously from my ad, like standpoint advice, and you'll probably have something totally a different slash just as important to add is to do things uh, for yourself that feel good, that help inspire you to feel better about your body. And I'm not saying that's exercise. You might have something totally different, like taking walks every day, but things that inspire you to feel good in your body. Like for me, it was working out and now I feel great in my body. I love my body. I love myself. I'm happy with how I, how I look. It's, and I can tell you, I spent years obsessing in my head about, um, about my body years. Mm -hmm. That was the, probably the number one, 90% of my thoughts were about how uh, bad I felt about myself. Yeah. Yet I still would eat really, you know, cheesy, delicious, foods that my body wouldn't process and that I would helped me, you know, achieve the, uh, the size that I got where I wasn't comfortable. I knew it wasn't, I'm not going to say it was too big or too small or anything, right? For me, I knew that I didn't feel comfortable. So that would be my suggestion for this listener. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, they're asking not about their own bodies. They're saying, oh, with uh, their they're partners. Asking, what do I, I feel mean about my partner, about my judgment of them? But I think that that's still helpful because they commented on that. And so I'm just curious about projections here because they're saying uh, we both put on weight. I put on weight so I don't feel good in my body and I'm also not attracted to them because of 
their bodies. So I'm wondering if by seeing their bodies subconsciously also, you just cringe, says I just cringe. What do I do? I feel mean. But also deep down, is it like a projection of it bringing up how you actually feel internally about you? Um, because we we definitely do that. Sometimes we, we often actually project things of, you know, here's the thing about you that I don't like, which deep down is like actually something that I don't either like in myself that I do believe about myself or that I'm fearful that I might turn into or... Um, or have or be. So I'm I'm just inviting that expansion of the thought process beyond just um yeah, I put on a little weight but like I'm just not attracted to you to like oh, maybe your maybe this isn't just about my projection or maybe my idea of my idea about you, maybe this is also about how I feel about myself. And and from that perspective, like what April is saying, you know, connecting to that would be if you are going to choose to do something about how you don't love your own body to make that choice for you, right? Not like, oh, I want my partner to love me more, so I'm going to lose a whole bunch of weight. You, know, I, it's, it's what it, what works for you. What do you want? What do you need? And um, so from that space, and then how to love your partner more it, with their body being um, maybe a little bit more beer bellyish than it once was. Uh, well, I'm seeing that you both put on some weight and you're self-conscious so maybe that means you want to do something about it and you have a desire for your partner to do something about their body make it a us thing or a we thing right so not just like i'm not attracted to you because you have a beer belly say i'm noticing that we're both kind of not very motivated we're not eating very healthy and we both have put on a little bit of weight and I'm wondering if we could both commit to working out together or maybe it's just going for a walk three days a week for an hour to changing our diet. And I actually talked to a client about this the other day, a similar issue. Um, make a, a, a like a jar, like a, a cookie, cookie jar of some sort where when you make a commitment, so three days, three times a week, we go for a power walk for an hour. And it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday. It's always at 5 p.m. after work. And when it comes around to it, if one of you bails, they have to put 20 bucks in the jar or something like that. Or they have to clean. 20 somebody, pounds. Or 20 pounds. Oh, they're in the, they're UK. In the UK. Perfect. 20 yeah, pounds. 20 pounds in the UK. And, or, I think they make or, a 20 pound. I can't remember. I can't remember, but I think they do. You put some cash in the jar yeah. or something that will make it so that it'll be more inspiring rupee. to do it. That's not a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I like have that right now. Well, to someone in there in, in India it will be. Um, but just something so make it a, I'm just this is a long winded version make it a us thing or a we thing as opposed to a you thing or a me thing uh, and do this together and that's a really great opportunity to share something together because I'm not hearing from this person that they want to leave them they want to break up with them it's just they're not attracted to them and they also don't love their own bodies so this is an opportunity to share something together to um, to be healthier or have more self love it's difficult to be healthy in the UK for this listener I travel to the UK often for work and the food there is, it's, it's hard. It's a lot of, I mean, the fish and chips is so yummy and there's a lot of brown food. So it's, it's probably going to take a more exercise induced lifestyle to actually help change come about, especially with how you feel. But exercise isn't, it, and it's a, such a great endorphin release. So check it out when it's raining, maybe just go puddle jumping together <laughs> do some puddle jumping go, go skipping in the mud yeah. i like it when put on some soggy hunter London. boots so soggy so hopefully that helps dear listener we love you thank you for sending us a sex question everyone uh you can email us at shameless sex podcast with sex questions uh we definitely don't answer all of them anymore like we once did when we first started because now we get a lot but we still want them to come in i wonder how many people write us when they first like when they binge listen nowadays and, and then, then like, because 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, page, yeah. page, page. Didn't we listen. answer yours though? And I, oh. I was like, I recognize this name. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, she actually got hers answered. That's our, our uh, lovely um, page over here. Executive assistant. Executive assistant. All right, everyone. Um, so one last shout out. April talked about this um, This when she was talking about her sexcapades that she had this morning. Uh, and we have a wonderful podcast with you that April hasn't even listened to because this I know nothing. She knows nothing. I did this interview myself uh, with my therapist, my teacher, my guide. I've been working with her for a number of years. I go to her retreats. Uh, she is a licensed therapist, a Hakomi trained therapist. She is studied under people uh, such as Mother Teresa, Thich Nhat Hanh, all kinds of... She, I'm, I'm pretty... Uh, my belief is that she's uh, an angel and not even human. If you saw the show, The OA, then maybe she's that. <laughs> but a therapist. I can't wait to listen to this. She's You've incredible. talked so much about her over the years. Oh my God. So She's amazing. Yeah. She's changed my relationship with myself. She's changed my relationship with my partner. She's inspired me to, to do all so much of the work that I do. Um, and I'm so excited to share her gifts with all of you, you know, her offerings, her words of wisdom. So um, this is really near and dear to my heart. And don't worry, we will dive in in a couple minutes. Uh, so Uber Lube, everyone, uh, if you don't know, now you know. If you've been listening to past episodes, then you already know. And uh, maybe if you've ordered a bottle, then you really know because it is, in our opinion, one of the best lubricants ever. April, why do you love Uber Lube? What's your favorite points? Uh, well, first off, I did give a bottle away last night. I forgot to tell you because I had an extra bottle and my friends never use lube. They've never used lube. So I had them actually feel a bottle that I have open. So because I can tell you what I you know, love about it, but I talk way too much about myself on these podcasts. So I'm deciding to talk about my friend's reaction. They were like, it's so smooth. One of them is a nurse too. And she was like, it, it but it's silky. And she's like, but it's not sticky and so that's perfect because most folks are used to sticky lubricants water-based lubes tend to get a little tacky uh it was she said it was super silky and then uh felt like lotion and then her skin felt super soft afterward so i said imagine that being on your bits or your genitals and how and she's actually a labor a labor and delivery nurse mm. so she talks about high standards high standards yes um and i said look it has all of these benefits it, it's anti well it's not antimicrobial however doctors recommend it because it won't clog up your your system your pores yeah it's, and it's less likely to cause allergic reactions right. or um, you know yeast infections things like that than most other lubricants and so I was trying to explain that to her and she was stoked so they haven't used it in in action because I just gave it to them yesterday however well, I told her that, that I need well <laughs> I'm sure well I haven't received a report yet so just those little bits and the bottle they they both commented like this looks so pretty it looks like a, a, a lotion mm -hmm. I'm like that's why it, we love uber lube because it's a etched beautiful cosmetic looking bottle that looks like a perfume or a bottle of of yeah like nice cream you leave it on your nightstand. It just looks, yeah, it looks like a cosmetic cologne perfume thing. It's it's gorgeous. Uh, if you go to uberlube.com, you can learn more. And if you enter the coupon code SHAMELESSSEX in all caps, you get 10% off. 
plus free shipping. Uh, we recommend trying a bottle. They have multiple bottle sizes. Uh, try the 50 milliliter bottle. If you really want to go big, go for the 100 milliliter bottle. And um, I tell you, most people try it. They're like, lube can be this good. This is lube. It'll no last idea. you quite Long a while. Long time, yeah. If you go big or go... It's good stuff. The, the small bottle. And they have travel. They actually have yeah. little travel tubes too, yep. so it won't break when you throw it into your bag, which is helpful because it is glass. And nine times out of 10, it won't break. But for that one time, you definitely don't want your clothes on vacation soaked with any Silicone kind of lube. lube. Yeah, yeah. So Not you can do the to-go. Uh, last shout-out, though, before we start the podcast, because... Margins Wine, you might have missed out because she sold out until June. So go right now, marginswine.com, and get on the mailing list. It's a newsletter. She probably sends it out maybe two times or three times a year. Very, very just unique wine that you can't really get anywhere else. Not at most stores. It's not mainstream. Small produced wine by a very wonderful winemaker, Santa Cruz, OG, Megan Bell. Shout out to you. We love you. I like the way you're saying it. It sounds like a robot. I like the way I'm saying it too. It's different. <laughs> Got to change it up sometimes. Keep it fresh. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, so yeah, marginswine.com, underrepresented varietals from underrepresented regions of California. And if you haven't ever tried some, Go to marginswine.com, and then the next time she releases wine, you will probably get some. Yeah. Booyah. No more coupon codes, though, until she gets more wine. All right, everyone. Are you ready for the podcast? Let me read a bio to you. You want to learn some things? So, Dr. Nicola Amadora is an accomplished leader, therapist, speaker, writer, and spiritual teacher. Her passion and gift is to support people to live, lead, and relate with presence, connection, and wholeheartedness in the world. For 30 years, she has worked both in Europe and USA with organizations, communities, groups, families, couples, and individuals. In all her work, Dr. Amadora offers a rich banquet of life experience, high-level professional expertise, a deep well of wisdom, and great heart to contribute to positive change in people and our world. Nicola is known for integrity with a fierce, tender love for all beings. I can tell you that that is 100% true. Uh, She has a PhD. She is a a Comey-licensed therapist. She teaches meditation and mindfulness and Vipassana. Like I said, she also uh, studied under Mother Teresa Tiknahan, uh, the indigenous people, Adi Ashanti. She's a phenomenal human being that is such a blessing for me to work with and know. And I'm so excited to share her information with you. Uh, go to Nicola, that's N I C O L A, Amadora, A M A D O R A dot com to learn more. Are you ready for the podcast? I can't wait. All right, everyone, it is episode time. And again, I always say this every episode, like we're so excited about this particular episode. And I'm really, really, really excited about this episode, um, partially because it just really hits close to home for me in a number of ways. Uh, this episode is with someone that has is one, is one of my teachers and one of my greatest teachers and has... Uh, changed my life in regards to my relationship with myself, uh, my relationship with my partner, uh, my relationship with the earth, my relationship with uh, connection to my body, 
relationship to my childhood wounding and the work that I'm constantly doing is inspired by um, this being. And I am just so, so grateful to share this with our listeners. Uh, I, I feel like I'm inviting um, a, like a family member, but like a, a great spiritual master family member onto our show. Like, I, I feel like I'm sharing a really profound gift with our listeners and our listeners to, to me also feel like our distant family too. So it's like, you kind of almost like sharing uh, my, my great spiritual teacher, master family member with my children. <laughs> um, so I am just so excited and elated to have you here. Uh, this is Dr. Nicola Amadora. Um, Nicola to me and to all of you as well. It's such an honor to have you here. Thank you for coming on the show. <laughs> I am thrilled that I get to be on your show and I feel it's such a it's such a beautiful opportunity to expand what we've been doing together and to just really support all the people that come to your show. Mm -hmm. I think it's wonderful how you already communicate when I hear you speaking to everyone, I feel like you're really drawing everybody already in and it's um, coming from a really connected place. Mm. It's wonderful. Yes. Connected place for, for myself as a very heady person, as you know, <laughs> we do our sessions together and you're so good at slowing me down quickly. You're like, okay, okay. You know, let's take a breath. <laughs> Cause I'm like, and my energy is all upward in my head. And so you've been such an important teacher of, of inspiring me to, get into my body. And that has been my life's greatest work. And that will be one of the many things that we discuss mm -hmm. on this show. Um, so I would love to just start with, and we, you know, we read your bio already in the beginning, but if you could share more about your story and why you do the work, you know, where you got to where you are today, why you do the work you do that is so important about, in, about teaching people and guiding people into presence and into deep connection with the earth with themselves with their their soul and their being um what 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 got you here and why are you so passionate about this well this would be this would be a very very long talk and i'm <laughs> going to make this really short because i feel um i would love to dive into it with everybody to give you a taste and an experience um of being really connected and bringing that into your relationships but the question to answer your question um i think i have been always seeing in this world what is missing and what is the greatest pain in the world and the suffering and it's that sense of feeling disconnected, the sense of feeling separate from everybody, or the sense of feeling disconnected from a person you sit in a room with, and you not for the world you cannot feel connected, no matter what you say or do. Um, and I've seen this pain also in people themselves, where you know sometimes they go really up, not just in the head but out, and some of the listeners may have that experience where you just live above your head and somehow you don't feel really here. And, and I've seen it also the same, the same suffering plays out how we relate to our planet and how we relate to anybody in, that we meet in life. 
it's painful. It's agonizing when you feel disconnected. You know, when you are, when you shut down, when your heart is closed, when you don't feel in your body, when you cannot even sense the other person's world because you're stuck in your own so much. And when you also don't feel um, in touch with what I call the spirit or life. Yeah. And so when I kept seeing this over and over again in my work, in life, I just felt like that's it. Bring living connection into this world and show people how you can connect. In some ways, the connection is already there. It's just we need to learn how to show up for it. And that means we need presence. That means we need to find a way to open our hearts again because everybody has been hurt in some way or another. And so the, that contraction in the heart that we, then we keep others out, you know, because, you know, you've been hurt, so you don't trust, so you don't let anybody in anymore. Mm. So it needs that, that heartfulness, but it also needs the presence and the presence that's just here in this moment, not in the future and not in the past. Because if I'm not here, I can't hear you. I hear a story of the past and my mind wanders off to, oh, I want to go right now to um, Bali. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What about me now? (laughs) What did you just say, honey? (laughs) What about us right now? I think that's yeah. that's most people's conversations too. I think that's and if we're speaking to couples and relationships, a lot of times, and I guilty of this often is speaking about logistics, about tomorrow and the next day, about other people's business, about something that is not here and now. And I think that that's often the conditioning and that we're not yeah. necessarily taught to speak to here now, and that it's scary and hard to speak yes. to here now, right? Yes. Yes, and that's a very important point you're bringing up. And we're going already deeper with that because to really be present in the here and now is, is also means that you get more transparent and you allow yourself to get undefended. You're actually showing what is going on right now in this moment. And that means we get to go under each other's skin. We go naked without even having to undress our clothes. Mm-hmm. And of course, this emotional nakedness and realness and authenticity is immediately gets us connected. But it's also scary because like, oh no, if you see me, you really don't want to know what's within me. (laughs) Yeah. And maybe you judge me and maybe you reject me and maybe you don't like me. So all those fears start coming up to the surface. Yeah, and so we have learned, like you said, in our world, the conditioning is make a show of yourself, be fine, cover out, over, cover up, don't show yourself, don't let yourself be seen or heard, don't say what you really want to say. Mm-hmm. And so these, these elements, of course, then it creates this, this wall, and it's a fake wall, And then we wonder why we feel disconnected from each other. And we wonder why we cannot be really intimate with each other. So the key to this is like, and I I will keep coming back to this, is like really getting present to what's here and then allowing our hearts to engage and being more in the body with it. And 
speaking in a much more authentic, transparent way. Mm. And, and that I've seen like enormous shifts happen in couples, but also for people in every relationship, not just at work, with their friends, with their animals, with, with themselves. It affects everything and it turns, it literally turns your world around mm-hmm. in a very beautiful way. And, and I, so I would imagine then, so I guess if we start from what I'm hearing you say, what I know from my work with you is to do this work, yes, it can translate all of your relationships, but it starts with you, right? So it, it, we yes. have to first connect with, and there's that saying, you know, if you can't love someone else until you fully love yourself. And that saying drives a lot of people crazy. And I think there's some... I beauty. don't like that sentence. I don't either at all. Because I'm like, well... I don't like... I don't, I don't know if people will ever, full, all people will ever fully love all parts of themselves. It sounds daunting. No, 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 no. no I, I think it's one of those, you know, where half truth, mm-hmm. half baked truth are sold as a whole, whole cake. Yeah. But it's Fancy only cake. a half cake. Yeah. Yeah. But there is the truth would be that there's important work to do with ourselves, our, our slowing yeah. down presence within ourselves, yeah. our settling connection uh, to us. And then I know that some of a lot of the work you do is also connection to something greater, be it the earth to spirit, yes. you know, for folks listening, if you're like, Oh God, they're talking about spirit. I'm tuning out. Think of it as just, you know, the earth to greater energy, to something beyond just like our simple minds walking around this earth alone. Um, and there's, there's more, there's more going on for a lot of folks, maybe not for you, but um, it, it could be available to you. So just speaking to that. So I guess I wonder if you could highlight more about that path of starting with a connection through the self and the soul as a means of greater connection to other. Yes. And we can start it actually in a very simple way. Like you really see yourself, you're the house. Mm. Yeah? And so if in your house, nobody is home, who am I, who's relating to you then? Whom are you relating to? Mm-hmm. Nobody home. Nobody can can relate. Yeah, and, and being home really means like the, it begins with the body. And so, in this moment, I just want to invite everybody to just feel your own body. Just notice where's your breath, and just notice where that where the breath is living in your body. Where you notice the rising and the falling whether it's in your chest or in your belly. And notice your feet, maybe wiggle your feet a little bit. Just feel them. And look around in the room where you're sitting and where you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you can see some colors around you. Notice any sounds that are present. Just notice a taste or a smell that's here. And just see what it's like to arrive in this moment in your body and in this environment where you are. And you can feel it probably already, Amy, yeah? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I'm doing it right here with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, there's then, my body. Ah, 
Yeah. Yeah. Nice here here I you. am in this room right now with these green trees in front of me and this, the, this little smell of toast in the air and I can feel my legs and the, this warm flowing like my whole, I can feel my entire body settling in, in this moment that I was not feeling five minutes ago. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. And what happens when you do that? You feel more present, right? Yeah, there's presence, there's connection. There's also just more. There's just more everything. You know, the sensations, yes. the connection, yes. there's aliveness. Yes. Yeah. And this is the aliveness. This is what we're really craving for. Mm-hmm. Is this in the moment you feel connected to this aliveness that's pulsing probably you can feel it in your hands mm-hmm. and in your feet, the pulsation. And it's to feel that aliveness. That's what everybody wants. Mm-hmm. And that's also what helps us to feel more connected. When we're in touch with our aliveness, you, can, you probably can remember when you dance totally alive in a, in a party or at a festival or with other people and you felt so exuberant and so alive. And how easy it was then to connect with everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And because when we are here, we don't, in, we don't go into the future worry and we don't go into the past regrets. We're just here and there is, there's a safety in there. Mm-hmm. And, and in order to have connection, more connection, more intimacy, more love, celebrate more love with each other. We, we actually need to feel safe. Mm-hmm. And being present in this moment is safe. Unless, of course, there's a robber at your door. But then you probably have much more capacity to deal with it when you're, when you're present. Mm-hmm. And it's the, same, it's the same when you're in your relationships. You know, if there's, for example, a challenge uh, or an argument or... You, you um, are a little afraid with your partner. And when you get present first, then that's easier to communicate and it's easier than to stop the, the same old argument. Mm-hmm. And it's like we, we, we go on the same train and over and over again and we can't stop it. Mm-hmm. The same argument, the same weird way we behave. Suddenly, when you become present, you have a choice. Mm-hmm. That's something. So speaking, speaking personally, and how the work that so that I so I, I started working with you one on one a couple years ago, and it was when, was when my partner and I had uh, separated. He was like out gone. We were not in any contact at all. We were like completely separated at that at point. It was and I was pretty devastated, and I was in this place of. Um, disconnecting and numbing out because it hurts. My heart hurts so much. Um, and then I started working with you. So I go, go have sessions with you to start to reconnect with myself again. And, um, and I can speak that to us that, that, that it's been a journey that um, for me going in and out and especially having an upbringing that um, had a lot of reason, I think, to, disconnect from myself, from my heart, especially when it came to the masculine, you know, protecting myself from big, scary daddy masculine, um, which brought me into my, into my, you know, into my head and also into my own masculine, like putting up my own shield and my own, bringing up my own sword. 
and the, but the work with you that I've done to bring me to teach me to bring me into the present moment has taken it's not an overnight journey, right? It's it, and it's and it's a constant, you know, two steps forward, one step back, and a, a path that I will always be on. But what I can say is that through this work, um, I, where my where my partner and I, we would go through these downward spirals. You're talking about get stuck on that train, and it's just like <laughs> and we both be on that thing, and we both would see it. We'd be like, ah, we're on this train again, we're and on it goes really, it, yeah, and it goes really fast down so into the fast. trenches. Yes, it's been like five minutes, and now the train is in another country already. We're like, how did this happen? And and we're both seeing it, but we don't know. We don't didn't. We used to not know what to do. We didn't know how to stop it. We didn't yeah. understand and. Now through this work, because he has been doing this work as well on his own and together um, working with you as well, uh, we both now, after a couple of years of the work, this train, someone starts to get on the train. It's like starts to move. And one of us, either one of us is like, I'm not, no, not getting on that train or the one that's starting to get on. They're like, you know what? I, I'm starting to get on the train now. I, I see what's happening here. We, we, we need to take a moment to ourselves to go and to just yeah. take some to do some breathing, just something to connect to the earth to ground down. Let's come back in a half an hour and try this again. And we now can do that on our own. Like we can, we used to not be able to. We're like, Nicola taught us all the tools. We can't do it. It just because we were still stuck in the autopilot. And from yeah, so the much practice, is very strong. Yeah, but yeah. we're like we're seeing the results. The results of doing the work of one connecting to ourselves and doing that work, and how it's showing up in relationship and my relationships with everyone, and feeling more connected and alive in the world, and with each other. And it's beautiful and so rewarding. And was such a journey, and will always be. But oh my gosh, I cannot just. I just can't. I can't even explain how important this work is if for everyone that's listening. So um, yeah, I mean, if you want to share more, more about, about that, as we're talking about the, the present moment and slowing down and feeling our bodies here and then, you know, what, what else can we do with that? Where else can that take us? Yes. Beautiful. Ah, this is so juicy here. <laughs> <I'm excited>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and you can feel in this moment already. Just if some, if everybody wants to just check in, what are you feeling? Not just in your body, but what is the emotion that's present here? Because that's another place. If we're in touch with our emotions, then we can easier open our hearts, and otherwise, everything starts being projected. Yeah. So, if I can own up right now when I'm sitting here with you, Amy. I feel such joy and, you know, such exuberance too. And a joy of sharing this work a little bit, of giving people a taste and hopefully just, you know, inspiring you all to um, go deeper in your connection with yourself and your partner. So as you, as you notice what you feel inside, and sometimes it's not easy. Sometimes you're like, you might be wondering, what am I feeling, actually? What is the emotion that I'm experiencing? Sometimes it's numb, or sometimes you spaced out, you have no clue. And sometimes it's like a faint whisper of sadness or a faint whisper of, of um, joy or a rumbling of anger. And I just want to invite everyone to just feel, just know, without trying to make it go away, 
just notice how you feel, really feel, not what you think about your feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a big distinction there. The uh, difference between yeah. what I think about my feeling, what I, what am I actually feeling right now? What are you feeling right now? Well, there was excitement, but if I speak to a physical feeling, it would be there's tingling, there's you know tingling sensations in my body in terms of like that's the excitement. It's like this, I can feel it in yeah. my legs, in my heart, in my chest. Yeah. Um, my emotions here are there's joy. There's just yeah, yes. just just a lot of joy. I have this like constant yeah. smile on my face right now. <laughs> We're I know my it. smile is <laughs> my smile is really big too. Mm-hmm. And, and oftentimes when I, I can speak to myself too, I've had those moments of I think even you saying, Amy, what are you feeling right now? And I'm like, I have no idea. You know, I I don't and I, I think I've spent years being very disconnected from how do I actually feel as opposed to the yeah. idea of how I should feel or how I want people to think I feel or, yeah. or what's okay to feel. And, and why that is important in relationships to to get to know what you're actually feeling in your body, and uh, not just in your body, but what 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 emotion is there, is because we often have a meta meta communication. We talk about our feelings, and therefore we don't really meet. We don't really get to see and hear each other because really the most important that I've seen in my own relationships, in my work with people. And what I've seen in the whole world is like every single person is craving to be heard, to be seen, to be met. Mm-hmm. Now, how do we how do we let ourselves be seen, heard, and met? That's the we become available when we actually know what's going on in our house. If I can communicate to you, you know, this is my present feeling, it's joy. And you communicate to me. Oh, you have joy too. Well, guess what? We're going to have so much more joy in that moment. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And we probably you can feel already much more connected through that. Mm-hmm. And this, because the feelings provide us an entryway. Even the difficult feelings that we call, often call, unfortunately, we call them negative. Like, for example, you know, you might feel anger. And so anger supposedly in our culture is not okay. Because we have, we have learned to either repress anger or to explode anger. But if you really just present and you say to your partner, hey, I feel really pissed right now. <laughs> and not because you did this and not, oh, you are such a mm, you asshole. Something. <laughs> I wasn't sure if it's okay to say that on your show. It's the best podcast. You see whatever you want. <laughs> Yeah, You'd be like fuck know. you, motherfucker. Yeah, which we're not saying today, but yeah, yeah, because yeah. you're not getting anywhere with that. But mm-hmm. when you say, "Hey, I feel really pissed right now," mm-hmm. and you just can breathe with it, and your partner can be there with you, it's it is juicy. It's alive, mm-hmm. and it connects you. So that actually, when you can sit together, I once a partner where we actually we could sit on the couch together, held hands. We've been practicing a lot together. Yeah. And we held hands and it was one of those days where just, I felt crabby and he felt really upset about everything. And our kid was upset and, you know, the whole thing was upset. We're sitting on the couch and I just couldn't stand him in that moment. Mm-hmm. I just, we held hands and I 
hated holding his hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I couldn't, and we looked at each other and I just said to him, you know, I do remember I love you, but right now I just can't stand you. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know what? I'm so glad you're telling me about that. Mm-hmm. Tell me more. Mm-hmm. And that just opened the door for us to feel connected, even if we didn't like each other in the moment. Yeah. So this is, this is the piece where it gets really, you know, it's, it's like learning to run, learning to serve the waves mm-hmm. yeah? as long as strong feelings come. And of course it requires some learning um, to first be okay with your own feelings, but then also to communicate them in a way in your partnership that opens doors rather than shuts doors mm-hmm. to learn a way of communication that connects. How does the partner on the receiving end not take it personally? Right. I think that's yes. because it, I, I was talking to some of my own clients, you know, but a lot of what I talk to my clients about everyone who is a client of mine is inspired by Nicola, by the way. So. <laughs> After the source now, but the term, the word that I or the the analogy I was using was that throwing. Maybe I got this from you. I don't know if I created this, but they were kind of. I think you did actually. We're kind of throwing curveballs at each other, or like we're throwing a ball at each other, right? Yeah, or like an arrow, right, or a dart, and we're like, you know, here's the ball. You know, you throw something at them, and and maybe you're maybe you're actually not throwing it. So you say. Um, That's the difference. Yeah, right That's now, I, right now, I'm just really, I'm just really pissed right now. And their interpretation is that you threw the ball, right? Well, so they, oh, you're throwing thing, a ball at me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we are all over the top. We are all often very, very sensitive because mm-hmm. we have wounds, yeah. Mm-hmm. And some people are really good at throwing other um, the balls at others, but they can't take it when somebody else says something. So here's the key: when you want to express something. To your partner, that's like, like saying, hey, I'm pissed with you. Where you coming from is the most important. Mm-hmm. If you come from, even if you don't say it in your words, but it's a felt energy, if you come from, and it's your fault, mm-hmm. that's when the dart will hit. When you just say, you know what? you owning up to your feeling, but you're not blaming your partner for your own feeling. He's saying, hey, you know what? I'm feeling really pissed. Mm. And you let it stand. And when your partner has also developed a certain level of capacity, and this is where, of course, where um, um, some maturity and also the spirituality can help us, that we don't identify so much with our um, personal, you know, so much like, oh, God, you just... Like you say to me, I'm pissed with you. And I'm like, oh God, now the world is coming to an end. She's really, what she's really saying is that she hates me. She doesn't love me. She wants to leave me. Yeah. The stories we make inside um, when our wounds get triggered. Now this is when you say, we t- how can we not take it personal? You will take it personal if your wound is triggered. There's no way around it. But again, if we practice an open communication, a connected communication, I call it, it's more like to say it than, hey, you know what? I just took this really personal. You may not have meant it this way, but I want to check with you. Did you really mean you don't love me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you ask, you check. You don't, you don't uh, make an alter to your assumptions and interpretations. 
Mm-hmm. And even if the person is really, maybe really is angry with you and didn't like what you did, to go when you triggered to really, and that's where, I mean, it, it takes a little discipline here because you're going to be in the fire when your wound is triggered and we all have them. The wound of, I'm not good enough. I'm unloved. I'm unworthy. You know, I don't matter. I mean, many of the people are listening. You probably know some of your own wounds here. When somebody comes along and pushes that button, the alarm signal goes off in the psyche. And you're like, oh my God, I'm going to die. I have to defend myself. I have to attack or I have to run. And so the the ability to just stand in the fire and look your mate or your friend in the eyes and say, whoa, I just feel really triggered right now. Mm-hmm. And it's bringing up pain or anger in me. That's a very mature and responsible communication that allows you then to stand not only together in the fire, but maybe you are, you're getting more vulnerable with the other person. Mm-hmm. And hopefully the other will then be, be willing to show up and say, hey, whoa, I get that that's really, that's really where it went for you, that you feel like I'm thinking I'm, you're not good enough and you feel you're not good enough. But this is not really what I mean. I really, you know, in my eyes, you're good enough. And and I acknowledge what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's a bit more of a sophisticated way. And it takes a while to practice that. And we won't go too much into that. But what, what the version of whatever that is. Yeah, 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 exactly. But to just, we, we, we all walk around and pretend we don't have this stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No? And it's forbidden and there's shame around it. But if we, if you dare to just bring it out in the open of saying, no, oh, that's the wound that's touched in me. Guess what happens when you're more vulnerable? More connection. <laughs> that's yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And more love because you're real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and in that moment, so our humanity and our tendernesses and becomes actually the entryway into greater love. Mm-hmm. But we have to be willing to share that, yeah, to, to 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 speak it when it's when in the moment when it's happening. Mm-hmm. So I have a question then. If so, let's take a couple uh, that uh, they they have a tendency to throw the balls at each other, a lot of darts, a lot of daggers. They have a pattern of getting stuck. They both do um, in this partnership, and. And neither of them are doing any work. Maybe they're going to couples therapy or something like that to get some assistance. My understanding, and I'd love for you to elaborate on this, is that it's going to be really hard to uh, to see, oh, I'm throwing a dagger right now yes. you know, at my partner, unless I've personally gone and done work on my own on the wounds. I have to see what my wounds are, what those stories are, um, and so what, what is it that brings out the dagger in me before I can t- press pause and say that this is that, oh, here's my thing coming up, you know, that this is, here's me taking it personally because of, I have a story of X, Y, and Z. Um, do you think, do you think, that, what, what do you, how, what do you think about that? Do people, are you feeling that people really, if they truly want to stop throwing daggers in their relationship? Yes. That it's very yes, important for them to do their own work on, on their own wounding outside of the relationship as well as in yes. the relationship? 
Yes, it is important. And it doesn't, you can already start today with your partner. You can already start today when you are with a shopkeeper who gets on your nerves. You can just notice, okay, here I'm getting reactive. You just note, it doesn't mean that you never will feel triggered or reactive, but you stop the reaction to it. For some people, I'm getting triggered means I'm going to hit you over the head now too. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to punt, or yeah, I'm going to run away from you. Or I'm going to wall off from you. Yeah. And but if you if you just have a willingness, anybody can do this. You just notice, okay, you know when anybody knows when you get really tight and there's like a friction in the body and you're ready for fight and flight that survival brain is turned on and you just take a breath and notice hey i'm about to react and i'm about to do something rather unkind Mm -hmm. and and just say to yourself you know is this the road i want to go again Mm -hmm. is it Mm -hmm. and just notice what am i feeling what am i feeling right now and you don't need to deal with your wounds or any of that stuff you just notice, okay, I'm feeling agitated or angry. I feel threatened. You take a breath, feel your feet on the ground, and then ask yourself, how, how do I want to respond to this person that I see right now as my enemy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, Because this person is not our enemy. It's just we have a whole thing there where we get triggered. And just to, to see if you, for yourself would like to stop the train Mm -hmm. and not punch back, not hit back. One thing that you said to me in, when my partner and I in our uh, last summer, kind of a a round of like, are we still doing this? Are we going to stay together? Are we growing apart? Are we arguing too much to even want to be together? Um, And you were, you're big, you're a big advocate. Like I see good things down there. It's there. There's good. There's so much potential. And one, you both have to choose it. And you said, you spoke about this, the spiritual relationship. And again, everyone, if you can't identify if spirit, you're tuning out when you hear about spirit and gems and crystals, just bear, bear with me because this it's, it speaks to something that's it's just greater than, you know, it's greater than me and greater than us. And so just, yeah. And it has, yeah, it has nothing to do with crystals and might not be crystals, might not be God. (laughs) It's just, so what what you had said, and you, I'd love for you to elaborate on this, but my understanding that really, this was like big, really big for me and for my partner uh, was that most people don't, even get to the realm of the spiritual relationship. You know, they do the partnership. They maybe they become each other's teammates. They support each other. They grow together. Um, but the spiritual relationship is when we choose the relationship because it serves our soul's highest purpose to be in that relationship, to do the work together and on our own. Uh, we're not choosing it for our partner or because we're lonely or because we made this commitment, but it's because it really serves our soul's highest purpose. And part of that is. Um, is both people fully choosing it and then also fully committing to doing the work where when when we get into an argument, we both realize, okay, we both did something here. Like we both played a part here and it shows us that there's work for both of us as opposed to what usually happens is, you know, there's an argument, there's a little tussle, we go down on, on the train and both of us are pointing the finger at the other person. Um, so this was part of my understanding of the spiritual relationship is, is it becomes the 
kind of like the playing field for for doing that deep work as a means of this deeper, more profound connection that is available. But a lot of people don't get there because they get too frustrated or they shut down. And I'd love for you to comment on that further because I thought it was so eye-opening. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, I, I'm often people are looking for their soulmates. Yeah. That's a, that's actually the best seller at the moment on online <laughs> courses. Find your dreams. <laughs> and I always say, well, you might not want to look for your soulmate. You might want to look for your life mate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So of course, you know, you want to have your personalities need to be incompatible, but often there's also the question, why have you come together? Have you come together just to satisfy each other's needs? Or have you come together because you want to have children, you know, or you do work together? And why have you, why are you joined together? Is it because you're so attracted, madly attracted, and 10 years later you're not anymore, and then you switch partners? Or is it because something deeper, you can feel it, something deeper has brought you together? And if that is the if you can feel that, then there is something there for you in your relationship that invites you to come closer home to yourself and to come closer into love with your partner and really into life itself. So, and that's when you mention the work, you know, the work is. Something we do is like um, to take off the, the layers of the pearl, so to speak. You know? it's like, but the pearl, the soul connection between you and your partner, Amy, is already there. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I was just pointing. I kept pointing to it. Mm-hmm. And, and what happens with two people who are really having a more soul, deeper soul link, yeah? they, they, they will rub each other. Only for one reason, to rub off the mud around the pearl. Mm. And it also is like, it, it, it's like the soul says, you know what, I'm here to grow. I'm here to love and I'm here to truly connect and, and you know, to really love, to be loved and to fully give love. And so I am connecting with a mate that's just perfect for me. That's going to bring up all the old stuff from my childhood, maybe, you know. But it's also somebody I just feel like on fire, or I feel this this deep sense of I'm home with this person. Um, and like you, you guys navigated between like feeling so deeply in love and connected, and then you triggered each other and off you went into the other. <laughs> it's like, we're nope. going apart. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. I need to leave. I need to protect myself. <laughs> I know. And that's where the choice comes in. Do we take this as a deeper soul journey together? And I think that's where a relationship becomes the most satisfying and most, most um, full fulfilling path because in that moment what you're inviting is something bigger than just your personalities and adjusting you should attend to my needs i attend to your needs and we make the right communication and we give to have good sex and then you know but all this there's something that's often aching in people that's saying you know there is something more and you're right there is something more absolutely and it's right underneath the surface it's that soul bond. Mm-hmm. 
and it's inviting you to come deeper into it and your partner often you know if your partner's willing to go there too that's where that's where sometimes the the fire the, the firecracker spark mm-hmm. or you hit that same spot over and over again he never cleans up the house no matter how many times i said it he never cleans up <laughs> she always bugs me for this she always wants to control me yeah the, even when you hear those stories and i bet everybody has those stories where it's like the always and never story mm-hmm. and we never can work this thing through because it's always that we always end up in the same place. <laughs> <laughs> always, never, never, always. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But it points to a place where if you, you see it as a metaphor where the river of love wants to flow between the two of you and you have made a dam. Your partner has made a dam and you have made a dam and there's only a tiny little hole where this goes through, but the river is pushing over and over onto the dam and saying, let your barriers go down. It's like, you know, this this beautiful poem from Rumi, there's one sentence, there's like a piece of it says, you know, we love is already there always. It's just we built the barriers. So now only work in life is to let let the barriers down so love can flow again. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we do in a in a more you know soul based relationship or in a you know you can call it spiritual relationship. It's like you see where are you two getting stuck, and it's exactly the place you're stuck inside, and this plays out with your partner. And this is actually your golden opportunity. It's your golden egg, mm-hmm. where when you go towards that challenging place together you find more intimacy, you find more freedom, you find more happiness. It's just, it's just unraveling a knot together is a little uncomfortable. So sometimes you have to look into your own area first and then also you know, sit with your partner. But again, it's like this deeper understanding that those, those knotted places, they have been there already. So all your partner is helping you is to we're shining a light together onto it. Mm-hmm. And and therefore when we four eyes see more than two. Mm-hmm. But you can only see this and approach it if you're willing to be present and also if you're willing to love your way through it. Mm-hmm. Meaning when you recognize you make your partner as the enemy. I would say just take a few steps back and take a cup of tea and chill out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love our, one of our Hokomi teachers right now. She always says, chillax. <laughs> you need to go chillax. chillax. Yeah, it's chillax yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. definitely yeah. go calm the system. Yeah. Come back to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and that's that's a beautiful thing. And you can even do this with your friends, you know, it's a, because this is a, a way into what most people want more, more connection, mm-hmm. real connection. It's what people say. Why, why is it that I only get triggered by my partner, but I don't get triggered by when my friends <laughs> do the same thing? Like, well, they don't remind you of your parents, right? So they're not, it's not bringing up this, well, this wound, right? And the other thing is nobody, you often don't let anybody come so close under uh, your skin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because when we're talking about intimacy, uh, well, of course we want the the juiciness of intimacy. Of course we want like the sense of like, oh my God, this is so alive and wonderful. 
But if I let somebody under my skin, guess what? They're going to touch the places where I put a bandit over my wound. Mm-hmm. And it's just how it is. It's but to, if if we can, if you know, I find it much easier when I say, you know, allow this to be there. That's that's part of it. Mm-hmm. Something relaxes inside. That's like, oh, it's not the scary monster thing anymore. Like, oh, okay, there's some places in me, there's some places in you, and we welcome that together. Mm-hmm. It's just, rather than making this enormous deal out of it, we have to hide it with a bunch of plastic wrapping and pretend it's not there. You know, just say, hey, just, just when I had um, I was working with a guy, and sometimes with men, we have to work it a little differently, you know, where um, there is uh, there's a need to be in the mind and to understand more and. But he was already ready to go to being more vulnerable with his partner. But it was so scary for him mm-hmm. to say to her what he really feels rather than making a story around it. Mm-hmm. So one day he texts me on WhatsApp mm-hmm. <laughs> saying, I did it. I told her how I really feel. And I was so scared. I was sweaty in my hands. And he said, but you know what happened was, we just fell in love all over again. She was mm-hmm. so thrilled to see me vulnerable. And and um, for for any man, you know, it's such a bravery to become more vulnerable. But also for women, even though we are much more emotional wired, and so it's it's a little bit easier. But as women in our culture, we have also a lot, a lot of defenses. And we, we, you know, we have to, we have not been treated always very well. And so we hide the, the most tender places inside of us from anybody. And then, and then we hide it from our partners. And then, of course, the sex diminishes too, the, the, the juiciness. But if we, if we allow ourselves to just a little bit to say, hey, you know what? I feel really tender here or I feel really juicy with you mm-hmm. so and is this how we get more juicy? is it do we get more yes from, from sharing our our hearts <laughs> and feeling our bodies is there how does this translate yes. to sex nicola <laughs> i knew okay, there was something extra <laughs> you know what the funny thing is and people always think as this as the heart is something smushy we all have the smushy feelings but really the heart is is like it is the entryway into our into juicy sex as really to um open open our hearts but sometimes your heart isn't open when you lie with your partner in bed you know and to check in with yourself and say hey you know what I feel I feel I want to have sex with you and at the same time my heart feels kind of heavy or my heart feels sad. And I wonder if you want to hang out with me for a moment with that before we make love. Mm-hmm. And, and not to fix your partner, not to give advice, but just to let each other feel. Mm-hmm. And you can already sense when I'm talking, yeah? you can sense there's more juice coming on here. Mm-hmm. This this aliveness, and when then when the partner also can say, you know what, being present and looking the other person into the eye and saying, you know, I really I see how 
how your struggle or I can feel your your sadness in my own heart. Mm-hmm. There's the mm-hmm. bonding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When the heart is connected with your partner, in that moment, your sex is going to be incredible. Mm-hmm. But it's it's this willingness to stay present and to 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 go towards vulnerability, of course, and to communicate that. Even when, you know, you feel juicy, not just to feel it, but to say it, you know, I feel really juiced on with you right now. I love that. It just, uh, the sim- the simplicity of just speaking to what is present there. And I, and instead of overriding you know, on the podcast, we'll often we talk about compliant sex, you know, people who they want to please their partners. Um, I think often this is happening all, you know, all genders, all, all folks are doing this. And I think um, a lot of female body folks, a lot of women are cultured more so to, to be pleasers. Um, but not to say that men are either. And so there's a compliant sex. You know, I want to keep them happy. I don't want to speak to what's present. What pres- what's present right now is I don't feel connected to my body and my heart or my partner, but I'm going to have sex with them anyways so that maybe we can become connected on the other side because I'm afraid of losing the connection. But then you, yes. you override you. You lose you. you it's well, you lose your partner too uh-huh. because uh-huh. you're not really there. So uh-huh. how is it going to feel for the other person if they have sex with you? They might just get something physically, but then see what what's really important to understand is that people crave emotional connection. Uh-huh. Yeah. And without that, you you know, you can you can have sex and it's fine, but you still are not connected. You don't feel connected. So what you can use is literally what is going on right now for you emotionally, especially you can also speak physically, but really emotionally making your heart naked before you go with your body naked. Mm -hmm. When you speak that, I know it takes a little bit courage, but what you get for it is everything. Mm -hmm. You get connected and it don't go into a process. Don't need to process the sadness. Don't need to process any of it, you just say it with this, with a softening, with an open openness, and saying, "Hey, I really want to connect with you, and I, I almost feel like I want to have sex with you in order to connect with you, because I feel lost inside myself." Mm-hmm. And then you take a breath, and the, the partner do not try to fix the other; just be there and say, "Wow, yeah, I can see that. I'm so glad you're telling me." I can really feel you much more now. And there, immediately, usually immediately when you when you meet in the in that presence, in that experience, in that heartfulness, you are going to be connected. There isn't it's just and and there's so much more love available then. Mm. Mm, yum. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I, I just felt I felt that in my heart. I was like, my body was kind of just, Oh, like melting a little bit as if as it just, I just really took that in. It was really beautiful. So what people, I mean, they're learning right now. Um, how do I know? Okay. I know that you offer, you know, you offer retreats, you have ways that people can learn more, but how do people start this journey of doing this work either with, with you or resources that you have for them? Um, how can people continue on from this podcast to, uh, start learning more about connecting to themselves as a means of greater connection to everything, to lovers, to partners, to the earth, to more. Um, what what are the resources and offerings that you have that you can share with us? 
well, the one thing I do, of course, I do um, one-on-one sessions and I work also with couples online mainly. And then, and that's very alive. It's via video live. But uh, more and more I do courses and retreats and trainings. So I'm training also people to work with others, of course. But what people can do is I'm, you know, I'm coming out with a book on Living Connection and I'm also launching an online course that gives the principles. And um, so that's one way. And you can also look at my website. I have lots and lots of offerings and I have also a beautiful uh, poetry book. It's called Nothing But Love that you might want to read to each other at night. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and the other thing is also, I mean, whether people are inclined for it or not, it's really it's really helpful to start a meditation practice mm. to come more present. And there's plenty of things you can find on my site, even for free. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And, so you're, and your website, again, I said in the beginning of the podcast, but it's nicolaamadora.com, correct? Yes. 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 Wow. You're going to... And you have retreats, yes. you have your online courses, your book. We have we have your books and and I almost said his name. My partner will sometimes uh, read a, a poem to me and they're, all, they're just so um, n- nourishing to the heart. It's really, really beautiful. Mm, beautiful. Yeah, yeah, then there's one that's going to come out that's going to be published this year by a publisher. It's on Living Connection. Mm, yeah. And... Yeah, and then retreats are a beautiful way. They're a little bit longer, and but they go much deeper. Mm-hmm. And then there's also trainings. Mm-hmm. So a mm-hmm. whole array is available. And I just think we make this world a better place the more connected mm-hmm. we are. Mm-hmm. And so much more is possible. And then the love also flows, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy to have <laughs> you sharing with our listeners. Hopefully... Uh, all of you got something out of this episode, uh, and uh, and if you are in a partnership, but I think this is also common for partnerships where you're in a partnership and one person's kind of doing the work, they're listening to things like this, and they want the moreness, but they're like, "How do I talk to my partner about this?" Have them listen to this episode, share this. It's it's easy to share and and say, "Hey, there's something that I listened to that's really touches me, that really touched my heart, and really spoke to me, and I'd love to share this with you, and maybe we can." you know we listen together or you could listen we could chat about it and um and see what's possible for there as a means of more connection i think that's a thing for partnership when we mm-hmm. i'm going to say sell it as in an in an authentic way not inauthentically like i'm going to sell them on something mm-hmm. but when we sell it as hey i want i desire this as a means of being more connected with you uh they usually go for it they're usually like yeah i want that too if we sell it as you did something wrong, you're bad, I'm mad, you need to change, uh, then you might go a different way. Um, so yeah, this is a, a great opportunity to share if it really spoke to you with uh, people or even loved ones that aren't partners. Um, I, I have so much of your work, Nicola. I think part of the reason why I wanted to have you on here is um, to share this with our listeners. And also I just believe in what you teach. And I know what you teach, you've learned from so many masters and from like ancient teachings from, you know, the Buddha to the Dalai Lama to, and even outside of Buddhism and, you know, Mother Teresa, there's so much that is, and Hakomi, it's it's just, uh, it's just neat. But you know, what also taught me a lot was my own relationships and my daughter, Mm. raising my daughter and also being in relationship in life. And 
just life life is is a relationship yes mm -hmm. and i'm i'm very grateful that to get the opportunity to share with mm. you thank you and i just really hope people are inspired to mm. go towards connection and to practice being present and more in the heart mm. and communicating from that place so really yeah thank you for yeah. inviting me on thank you nicola oh i love you so much you're just like every time i see you just like oh, oh thank you my heart is full um so everything's I, yeah. I want to also say you know you two have um amy you have both of you have worked so deeply and i just see the results and you just mm. blossoming mm. it's incredible the change mm. just beautiful Mm -hmm. and you've been uh, the guide you know the shining light and the this just so um so such an important support for us an important mirror for I mean that's how I feel with you is you are you have been my mirror to helping me to see that which I cannot see and um showing me what I already have um as a you know you're not you're not fixing me you're not healing me you're showing me what i what i already had in me that i wasn't able to see or was blocked from and it's been and that and and that shows up in my partnership and my partner's doing the same work so thank you so much for everything that you do and for all of our listeners um go check out nicola's site nicolaamadora.com if you can get to one of her retreats if you have the, the can get into her busy schedule to work with her 101, then I recommend all anything yeah. that you can do. Um, it's such a wonderful offering and blessing. And, and, and yeah, and like Nicholas said, we talk about this on the podcast all the time, that meditation practice. You know, if there's one thing that you do to take up, even if it's 10 minutes a day, five minutes a day to connect to you has changed my life. Um, and mm -hmm. I know April, who's not here today, has really shifted hers as well. It's me again. We are almost done with this episode, but I wanted to take a moment to say a couple things. One being um, what an honor it is to have had this episode, this opportunity to share Nicola's gifts and offerings with you all. Um, it's a gift for me to share with you all. We love our listeners and it just feels like such a blessing to be able to share that with you all. I hope you got something out of it or maybe a few things. Uh, also, our Wild Woman Sex online workshop is available at half off this month. So if you go to our website, shamelesssex.com, you click on workshops. Uh, it's an online workshop, four video series, a whole bunch of home practices, uh, guided meditations, etc., so that you can learn how to be your most badass erotic self. This is for female identified folks. Um, so go check that out for this month only half off. And um, also, there's a lot of great podcasts out there. I know we're amazing. Yay, shameless sex. And there's a lot of other really great podcasts out there. And what we thought we would do is over the next couple of episodes at the end of the podcast, we would share a little trailer, um, a little preview, like a one minute preview of some of our other favorite podcasts, specifically sex podcasts. This one for this week, we're featuring the American Sex Podcast. Um, this one is April actually knows Sunny Megatron personally. Um, I think I've met Sunny Megatron once or twice in person. I think they're from the Midwest. I can tell from the accent. Um, but the American Sex Project takes a deep but humorous look at unconventional sexual expression in the United States. 
Um, so it's definitely has a playful twist. It's educational, um, but they feature everything from, you know, guests ranging from a forger, the former Surgeon General to a man happily married to a sex doll um, to world-renowned sex educators such as Midori, such as we have had on, on our podcast as well. Um, so it's playful, it's educational. It's a, you know, it's a different approach to sexuality. It's still very sex positive. I believe both Ken and Sunny are sex educators. So uh, it's definitely um, a fun, playful visit to a different approach to sex positivity. So with that, here is a trailer. And if you'd like to learn more, go check out the American Sex Podcast on all of the apps. Hey, I'm Sunny Megatron from American Sex, a podcast about life, liberty, and the pursuit of f***. Ooh, that's kind of a trashy first impression, isn't it? I'm so sorry. Okay. On American Sex, Ken Melvoinberg and I explore our guests' deepest, darkest sexual secrets, hang-ups, fantasies, and victories. Each episode reminds us that in this fine country of ours, no matter our differences, we all want and deserve the same thing. Freedom and happiness and f- find American Sex on iTunes, Stitcher, and most podcast services, or at americansexpodcast.com. Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for fifteen percent off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com.